In just a couple of days, Michiganders will vote on Proposition 3, a plan to embed abortion and other reproductive rights in the state's constitution. Last week, we heard about what it's like to be at one of Michigan's abortion clinics. This week, we're taking you to a very different kind of reproductive center. We want to invite you to a small office in Dearborn Heights where women call or visit every week when they are pregnant and they don't know what to do about it. To be clear, this is an organization that opposes abortion, and it's one of many in the state that you might hear called crisis pregnancy centers or pregnancy resource centers. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Stateside producer April Van Buren and I recently spent some time there to hear about what this specific center in Dearborn Heights does and how staff there are feeling about this moment of uncertainty for legal abortion. Here's April Van Buren. The Women's Center is a single-story, tan commercial building. It's pretty nondescript. It's located off a busy road lined with other nondescript buildings on the edge of a suburban neighborhood. That's Marianne Bolton, the executive director at the Lennon Center. She's tall and slim with short blonde hair, and hanging from a gold chain around her neck is a pendant, and on it a picture of a Catholic saint. When you walk in the front door, there's a reception area. It has chairs and lots of pamphlets on pregnancy, adoption, spirituality. Behind the receptionist's desk, there is a colorful cross, and there are inspirational quotes painted all around the walls. Right when you walk in, there's a stack of flyers that say, No Proposal 3, in bold at the top. So the founders uh, established our where we are right now in 1994. So we've been here for a while. And they did it um, in response to Roe v. Wade and basically uh, they're passionate pro-lifers. And they wanted to have a resource for women, obviously for ultrasounds and also free pregnancy tests and support. So that was kind of it in a nutshell. Marianne is a former teacher who lives in Metro Detroit. She has four grown kids of her own, three boys, one girl. As her kids got older, Marianne says she was looking for a way to give back. And so I learned about the Lennon Center, and I started off by volunteering. Like Marianne said, the Lennon Center has always offered pregnancy tests and ultrasound. They've always been opposed to abortion and encouraged women to carry their pregnancies to term. But as she became more involved, Marianne got interested in broadening the kind of support that the center offers. So we thought it was important to say to women... Not just you should have that baby, but you've got a friend. We're going to walk with you. We are an education-based program, so we have classes three times a week to talk about parenting and what it means to be a parent. So it's easy to say, I think you should do this, right? But then we want to walk the walk with them to let them know that we're here for you and we want to help you along this journey of parenthood. At the Lennon Center, that help takes the form of weekly parenting classes led by Marianne. Sit on the party, sit and wait. Sit on the party, it will be great. Well, Coco Melon came through for us again. And what is that? What's the purpose of showing something, a video like that, or having a song, or maybe a potty training book? Is that you're really going to talk to your child about, you're going to introduce a new concept, right? 
Maybe they like that little jingle. That the center also offers referrals to other social service organizations and weekly handouts of things like diapers, clothing, bedding, and other items for kids up to five years old. These material support pickups happen three times a week, and they are an all-hands-on-deck kind of affair. So I have a mom who requested some things for her son, who's 18 months old. So we're getting uh, a shirt and pants. Of course, winter, some nice fleecy jammies. Uh, Everybody on staff and also a handful of volunteers were pitching in to fill requests from clients the day I visited the Linen Center. They have this big supply room with racks of clothing and bins with things like burp cloths and baby bottles. We have some uh, women who like to knit. So a lot of times they'll make us like blankets. They'll donate things like hats, gloves. Somebody would grab a list with a woman's name and what supplies she needed. And then they'd get the package ready for pickup by families later that afternoon. The day I was there, they had almost 30 bags and boxes filled with different supplies. Some of the moms in the potty training class you heard earlier were taking home those little plastic training potties. The Lennon Center is one of more than two dozen crisis pregnancy centers scattered throughout southeast Michigan. Most are independent of each other, and the majority are faith-based organizations. Each center provides something a little bit different, from places that just offer free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds to ones with more extensive material supports, like the Lennon Center. We service actually over 50 zip codes at this point. Uh, We have lots of different resources in the community that we call upon. For instance, our great police department and fire department have been so supportive to us, and they, like, come and help us install car seats when we get a car seat grant. Or they might say, hey, there's, you know, we have some car seats. Do any of your ladies need us? We should say, though, this has been a really remarkable year for a lot of people who do this work. yeah, I mean, the Dobbs decision, I've heard some people say that that is something they waited their entire lives Mm -hmm. to see happen. Mm -hmm. What has this work been like in 2022 when there's been a a legal sea change in this country? Yeah, it's interesting because I was a kid when Roe v. Wade was passed, right? But it is interesting. Um, We're here at this time in this place for a reason. I truly believe that. And Uh, We, I don't know if you knew, but we were vandalized in June, right? So that was really daunting. That was a dark moment, a depressing moment. Maybe this is a good moment to say what actually, I mean, windows were broken in the building and glass doors, but what was the graffiti that was sprayed on the building? Um, If abortion isn't uh, safe, neither are you. What did that message mean to you? What did that say to you? I felt sadness that um, people have to resort to this. Like, to me, it was a little bit of ignorance in a way that you, this isn't how a woman is going to make a good decision, right? Like, it's going to scare people, and why is that a good thing? So I think that the idea is to inflict fear that this if, if it's uh, changed, is going to you know be chaotic or it's going to be horrible for all of us, and that's not necessarily true. There are a lot of things going on in Michigan right now. Yes. We don't know for sure if that 1931 law that prevails right. without federal protections for abortion, we don't know for sure, In as you and I are sitting here having this conversation, if that's going to become the law. Um, But I think 
What a lot of people are have on their minds right now is that there may be a lot more pregnancies that will come to term as a result of this. Has that meant anything in terms of your approach or what you're planning for or well, we could either get really busy on one end or really busy on the other end. You know, if it does, it's overturned, right? We're going to vote no. Um, maybe there'll be a lot more people coming in for pregnancy tests. We'll bringing babies to term. Okay, so that'll keep us busy. Ultrasounds, obviously all our resources here. Um, and then on the other end, you know, we're going to have to work really hard on finding you know, reaching out to girls who we know we call abortion-vulnerable or abortion-minded and work hard on the other end to know, let them know that we're here to support them. So it could go a lot of different ways. Either way, we're buckling down. We're going to be busy. We need to take a break. Back in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Like we said earlier, Marianne and the other staff at the Lennon Center are not shy about saying that they're against abortion, and they hope that women who come to see them decide to carry their pregnancies to term. I'm very much of the opinion that all life is important, that mom's life is important, her baby's life is important, um, and we let them know that and that uh, we're here to help. This is Maggie Maves. She's been the part-time nurse manager at the Lennon Center for about six years now. I mean, when a woman is pregnant, she has three choices. She either continues parenting, she makes an adoption plan, or she aborts. And we want to be uh, someone who can provide lots of information to help her in her choice and uh, provide as much support as possible to help her um, go forward with a pregnancy. Because, like I said, we really believe that that child is just as important. It's a very unique human being that no one has ever seen before, and who knows what they can do if given the chance. Maggie's office is one door down from the Lennon Center's main entrance. It's the same side of the building where staff take women for a pregnancy test or an ultrasound. Ultrasound side is my office. uh, Like Marianne, Maggie's opposition to abortion informs a lot of the work that she does here. But she also stands by the fact that offering women tangible support is an important part of the Lennon Center's mission to prevent abortion. As far as abortion is concerned, it has always been an issue of um, supporting families and um, realizing that it's not just about if a baby is born or not, but supporting families through, yes, it's not just at birth, but through all stages of life, there are going to be people who are going to need some help along the way. Maggie says a lot of the women who come to the Linen Center are low income and don't have health insurance. People will hear, yes, about our free 
pregnancy tests and that we are lab certified to be able to give that verification of a positive pregnancy test that is often needed for Medicaid or some of the insurances to even get started on their OB care, they need to have that official paper, which where are you going to get that if you don't have the insurance in the first place to go to an OB and get that paper? Maggie refers women to OBGYNs who take Medicaid and some who will help women without insurance. She's also the person who leads the Lennon Center's postpartum depression project, which they started in 2020, not that long before the pandemic shutdown. If they would like, they, they do uh, have to sign the paper saying it's okay that we call and follow up with them. If they would like, we, we call and we check on them. A lot of times people do deal with like baby blues, it's called, or postpartum depression is very common. Uh, and a lot of times they really just need another person to talk to or a person to say, it's okay to talk to your doctor about this. Um, you end up with white coat syndrome a lot of times when people are like, oh no, they're going to think I'm crazy if I'm feeling this way. And having another person talking to them and saying, no, actually, it's okay. And this, you can get help for this. We're here to help you. Please go see your doctor. You know, sometimes if it's like, okay, yeah, you, you do need to go get some help and it's okay. And we have had some people very thankful and very beneficial for them to have that continued support. But then beyond that too, saying, you know, as we're finishing up a phone call, like, hey, is it okay if we call back again? And a lot of people are like, you know, that would be really nice. So the center definitely does fill a gap in care for some of the women in the communities they're serving. Definitely. I mean, especially when it comes to getting a pregnancy verification for Medicaid. And this is something that crisis pregnancy centers across the country actually do for clients. Because Medicaid will pay for the prenatal care and the delivery cost that would otherwise be totally out of reach for low-income families. After they fill out paperwork, they do have to do a pregnancy test before we can do an ultrasound. Even if they did one at home, we have to see a positive test here. Um, And if they have a positive test, like I said, then we give them that verification form and then we can do an ultrasound. In the ultrasound room and on a small table near the front door, the center has these little bowls. They're filled with tiny, thumb-sized silicon baby dolls. Some of them are Caucasian-colored. About an equal number are a warm, deep brown. That may tell you something about who's most likely to come in here looking for the advertised free pregnancy tests or an ultrasound. Like Maggie said, they're likely to be lower income, possibly uninsured. And they are also likely to be women of color. So our highest demographic would be black. We do have a large Arabic population as well because of where we're located. Hispanic and white, I would say, probably are our four greatest demographic uh, ratios. Which means a lot of the women who receive services here look different than the all-white staff. When you started doing this work, was that weird for you? No, not really, because I had done some uh, English, English as a second language um, work just kind of volunteering myself when my kids were young. So I kind of got used to that whole, you know, understanding another culture. And and when you're here in Dearborn or Dearborn Heights, obviously, you know, there's a high Arabic population. It's really been fascinating and fun. I I think it's fun to learn about different traditions and, uh, you know, backgrounds. And we all bring different flavors to the to the pot, right? To the whole the whole motherhood thing and learning, you know, how did your mom do this, right? Or how did, you know, how did your your dad usually react to that? One thing that we wanted to ask Marianne about is the women who come in may be thinking about having an abortion. They may or they may not know that the Lennon Center wants them to carry their babies to term. 
some crisis pregnancy centers use intentionally ambiguous language in talking about abortion. They try to draw women into a conversation before actually disclosing they don't do the procedure. The Lennon Center's website is pretty clear that it's committed to making abortion unnecessary. But sometimes women do call, thinking that the center is actually an abortion clinic. And this actually happened while I was there. An intern who was staffing the phones called Maggie over, saying there was a woman on the phone seeking an abortion. When Maggie picked up the call, another staff member asked me to turn off my recorder, citing client privacy. But after she took the call, I asked Maggie if she could walk me through what she says to someone who calls the Linen Center thinking it's an abortion clinic. Well, we're very clear that our what services we do offer, and um, obviously we do not offer an abortion. But part of that, too, then, is letting them know that we offer them information and it can be very helpful in their decision, hoping that they can, you know, come in and still end up doing an ultrasound and see if that does help them through their decision-making process. Do, do you find... Um a lot of women do end up coming in for the, the ultrasound, or does it depend? It, it does. It depends quite a bit. I mean, some people are more unsure than others, and, and they say, yeah, that that would be helpful in my decision-making. Others would be like, eh, I don't think it'll, you know, I don't, okay, I can't speak exactly for their thought process, I guess, but I'm guessing they're thinking, nope, I guess I, I've made my mind up now, and then, yeah, they just don't come in. And that is unfortunate because it can be really beneficial, I believe, for them to be able to see all their options to help them through their process instead of just making a quick, rash decision I don't think is wise. Marianne says it's not uncommon for the center to have someone call or come in who's considering an abortion. Oh, we see them all the time, you know, and it's basically we know we don't change the heart, okay? We, we show them that picture of the baby. We talk about taking care of you. We talk about, what are you thinking? Sometimes they won't even share it, right? We don't know what someone does when they leave our place. We know that we have to treat them with respect, with care, let them know what's available. And once again, that's my point. When you want to talk about choice, how do you find out your choices? You have to get educated. This place offers this. This place offers that. And that's one thing I like about our name. We don't really say what we are, what we do, right? I mean, we're the Lennon Center. It's kind of out there like, oh, what are these people about, right? So it's like, come and see. Come and see what we're about. We give them lots of information. And we even educate them on, if you decide not to go through with this pregnancy, I want you to understand what's going to happen to you, okay? Because when you get to an abortion clinic, they're not always forthcoming with information about what they do right, or how it's going to go. So our nurse manager has made a beautiful trifold that based on your trimester and pregnancy, this is the procedure. This is what will happen, you know, so you understand what the surgical procedure will be like or whether or not you'll be receiving a pill. Um, And I think it's important that we educate each other. And when you're educated, we hope that you will make the right choice. And when Marianne says the right choice... She means continuing the pregnancy. That's reflected in the way the information in the pamphlet is presented. This pamphlet describes different kinds of abortion procedures and highlights the risks for each one. Things like uterine tears or the potential for complications in future pregnancies. 
The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, or ACOG, says these kinds of complications are pretty rare for legal abortion procedures. And we should add, the chance of complications during an abortion is much smaller than those for carrying a pregnancy to term. For example, from 2013 to 2018, the fatality rate for women who had a legal abortion was less than one for every 100,000 procedures. During that same period, the rate of all pregnancy-related deaths was more than 17 for every 100,000 live births. Marianne Bolton says she welcomes discussions of abortion policy. But the key to the Lenin Center's work, she says, is making sure that women do not feel alone as they're deciding what to do about a pregnancy. I asked her if it's fair to tell women that if they choose not to have an abortion, they will find support on later steps of their journey. If we say to a woman, I want you to not end this pregnancy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be there with you, mm-hmm. it is possible to walk the path with someone through, through delivery, through four years, through five years, and maybe down the road that child is 12, mm-hmm. 15, 16, and has gone beyond the reach of resources and has, has experienced abuse, right. which in turn makes them harder to adopt. Right. Is that something that you're holding in your mind when you're asking women to to take the path where they're going to deliver and become a mother? I think we always have to think about what's possible, right, or what could happen when we're talking to someone. But I think when I'm particularly talking to a woman, a lot of times it's really about what her life is like right now. Okay, she sees what she has right now and she's kind of confused and worried. So I will project only if she's projecting too. Okay, so I'm not going to take her to when the child's in fifth grade or whatever. I need to stay with her right here, right now. I don't think I do a lot of good to say, oh, you're going to have a great life, and I don't know those things, right? All I can say is right here, right now, I can walk this walk with you. And when you make a good choice and we can help you, Obviously, I have ladies who have made a positive decision to keep a baby, and they're no longer here anymore because their kids are older, right? I might never see them again. I have no idea, but um, I know that I gave her good tools. I know that I set her up with good resources. I know that she uh, is maybe working now, able to find a job. Her child's in school, and maybe life is different, but maybe a little bit easier, right? And I feel like she also learns how to find other resources now because she's in a different phase of life. Do you come into work every day with, with you know, uh, uh, thinking in your head that, that hoping that we're going to be in a place where abortion is not an option in this country, where all babies will, will be carried to term? I mean, I think that would be great, right? That'd be heavenly, but I don't, I don't really know if ever will that be. I mean, even if it was against the law to do it, will there be p- people pursuing it? Of course. I think that's just part of human nature. It's been going on for a very, very long time. I kind of don't really go there because I don't know. Laws can change, as we saw, right? Um, things can change legislatively in Lansing. Um, but I know that Everybody's got to do what they got to do and do the best that they can and fight the good fight and work towards um, families. I think when we support each other in Michigan as a family, we're going to see great things to support family growth, um, to work on um, our education of our children and how that's going, especially in poor areas, 
it's a group effort. It's not just this one um, amendment. It's a lot of things that we can work together to make Michigan families stronger. Having a kid is expensive and challenging. The Lennon Center seems to do a lot to acknowledge that and try to help. And the families who stop by every week to pick up supplies like diapers or winter coats really do seem grateful for that help. In a moment when Michiganders are making critical decisions about women's reproductive health, Bolton and her team want pregnant women to see the help they offer as an alternative to abortion. We're all about, you know, you have a decision to make, which is difficult. And if it truly is a choice, then let's talk about your other choice, too, and where that can take you. If voters reject Proposition 3, abortion clinics would not close in Michigan. There are ongoing court battles over the 1931 law that is upholding legal abortion in the state for now. The longer-term question for Michiganders is this. Should crisis pregnancy centers like the Lennon Center be the only legal choice women have when facing an unwanted pregnancy? And that's the Stateside Podcast. I'm April Baer. To hear more stories informing the Prop 3 debate, check out our podcast feed or visit Stateside at the Michigan Radio website. Today's podcast was produced and reported by April Van Buren and by me. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, and Mercedes Mejia. Our podcast producer is Rachel Ishikawa. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music from this episode comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.